0: Ah! This is welcome back to Creative Minds. This is Chad Hall, and welcome to Holy Fool, Which is something that we will get to in just a minute. You may hear some papers shuffling around. I've got two little pieces of paper with reminders of what I want to talk about. The first thing that I want to express is how much I love doing this show. And how much I appreciate you guys listening to this. Many, many of you have asked me why I only make one episode a month. And the answer to that is because it's just me. I'm doing all of this stuff by myself, which is not a complaint. It's just a fact. It takes time to put these episodes together. There's the time it takes to find people to interview, the time it takes to schedule the interviews, the time it takes sometimes to wait to hear back from these people, uh, the time it takes to write the narrative and to listen to the recordings and cut out the pieces I want and to weave together the story, the time it takes to compose the music. ...and the time it takes to do the editing. It's a lot of time, and I can't do it faster. And I wouldn't want to. Recently I was reading this thing on Medium... ...and the person was talking about news... ...and how instant news may be responsible for... ...a lot of the divisiveness in our current politics. Because the news used to have 24 hours to work on a story... ...and to gather information and to allow that story to develop, for new information to filter in, so that by the time they sat down to write that article, they knew a lot more about it. Whereas now, the reporting is instant, and sometimes wrong, because we find out later details are added and it wasn't the way it looked. The reason I bring that up is, that's kind of how I feel about these episodes. These aren't things I can pump out. They need time to develop. They need time to ferment and to, they are like cheese or wine. They don't get their flavor until I've sat with them for a while. And I've started to really understand to some degree what they're about. You know, a lot of times I sit on these episodes for a couple days doing nothing on them. And then I'm at the coffee shop in the middle of the day and everything starts just like stacking, like falling down into this stack of bricks and then I start to see the shape of it and I gather up all my stuff and I start heading back home and my whole way back home which is about a 25 minute walk I'm building the narrative in my head I'm running it over in my head and then I come in the door and I throw my backpack on the bed and I plug in the microphone and I start recording that's how this one started today but that comes with time and I don't want to change that and I know that Radiolab and This American Life can turn around episodes like mine faster because there's not just one person doing the editing and all of the other things and the writing and the interviewing. They have many people and they're working on simultaneous episodes at the same time. I wouldn't even begin to know how to organize something like that. And I would feel robbed. I would feel like I would lose something in that process because I like the completeness of taking it from the beginning to the end. But what occurred to me today, the thing that got me up out of my chair and sent me back home, was the realization that I was looking at this only one way. Those normal episodes, we'll call them the question episodes, those aren't the only kind that I can do. So yeah, those might take time, but I can do an episode like this every once in a while, where I plug in the microphone And I share what's going on in my head. I share the ideas that are stewing things that have been sparked by things I'm reading, like I just did there. I can tell you mistakes I've made. I can just open up in a way that I haven't before. Well, I guess I did a little bit with the Green Square episode. But to really introduce that possibility of doing an episode that's just me talking so that I can put something out more frequently. You know, my my life is full of byproducts. Byproducts that are just going to waste. Jason Freed and David Hannemeyer Hansen talk about this idea of byproducts in their book, Rework, which I just happened to look at the note on this in one of my notebooks today. And what they're talking about is seeing things that are byproducts of what you're already doing that are just wasted that you could be sharing or doing something else with one of the examples they give in the book is the band Wilco they filmed a documentary about the recording and writing of an album and that documentary was a byproduct in the sense that they were able to do two things at the same time but two very different things I think it's very similar to what Metallica did with the Some Kind of Monster documentary, which was a great documentary about addiction and overcoming addiction and about a band working together and a band fighting against each other in the process and and about writing what turned out to be a not-very-good album. That's a byproduct. And in that case, the byproduct was better than the product. One of the other examples that they give is Henry Ford. He took the scraps, the wood scraps, from when they made the Model Ts and he made charcoal and ended up with a completely separate business aside from making cars. So that's got me thinking about the byproducts in my life. What do I do? What do I already do? What do I love doing? And what from that am I throwing away? And I think right now one of those things is the things that I'm reading and the things, the documentaries that I'm watching – And the podcasts I'm listening to and just all of these ideas that are coming in that I'm not even using for an episode because they aren't about an episode, but that are making me think about things that are making me grow and learn in some way. Those are byproducts that are valuable to me, but maybe they could be valuable to you that I could share those things in an episode like this. Like I shared what I learned from that medium article and what I learned from this one little note from Rework. And then I can share with you what I'm going to share with you now, how those things are affecting me and what I do. And another thing I can do is, you know, sometimes there are people that I'm going to talk to for this show that maybe require a long interview. And what this all brings me around to What it brings me back to is what I said at the beginning of this episode. Welcome to Holy Fool. If you have paid attention at all to the theme song of this show, then you've probably noticed the deep voice saying, This is Random Badassery. That's me. That's my voice. It's just pitched down. Well, Random Badassery was this... thing. (laughs) Originally, it was a podcast. It was technically it was originally this podcast and it was my friend Lam and I talking for an hour and a half first it was about random things then we moved towards creativity and then things changed Lam had to go do other things the show became just me and I changed it to the format that we're in now and when I changed it to the format that we're in now I realized that the name Random Badassery did not fit the name of this show It didn't make clear what this show was about. In fact, it made it more confusing. So I changed the name to Creative Minds. But I didn't get rid of the name Random Badassery. I kept Random Badassery as a amorphous blob. Something that I could never ever seem to describe to anyone. The best that I could ever describe was Random Badassery is the umbrella. And what I meant was it was this name under which Creative Minds Podcast, Pants in the Chair Podcast, Technical Ramblings Podcast, the newsletter, the book club, all of the things that I was doing, even at one point, my YouTube videos, all of this underneath this name, Random Badassery. Random Badassery was the name on the Instagram. It was the name on the Twitter. But it wasn't really something. And I always thought that the reason that I had trouble describing it is because I didn't understand what I wanted it to be. But I did understand what I wanted it to be. I just didn't have faith in the name because I knew the name didn't capture what I was feeling. So I'm getting rid of the name Random Badassery and I'm going with another name, Holy Fool or the long form of it, Holy Fool Productions. And I'm looking at it as a production house. What does Holy Fools produce? Holy Fools produces podcasts and eventually, hopefully, video. And then as a consequence of those things, we have social media accounts. And we do a newsletter. And we do a book club. But I feel it's really important not only to tell you guys the name Holy Fool, but to explain what it means there's a long story, a long history to the term Holy Fool. It goes back in many traditions. And all of that history fed into where I first discovered the term, which was from Jack Kerouac. Jack Kerouac used to refer to his friend, Neil Cassidy, as a Holy Fool. It's this idea of he was enlightened in some way, but completely unaware of. Of why he was enlightened. It's kind of like being an idiot savant, I guess. And that term had just kind of reappeared in my head recently. And I was enjoying thinking about it. I didn't have a purpose for it. I just enjoyed thinking about it. That a lot of times, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. It's easy to get stressed on details and to to just really take the wrong direction with your life and with what you're doing. I don't mean becoming a criminal or a murderer or any of those things. I mean, you stop realizing what you want and who you want to be. And you just kind of start doing other things, you know, because somebody said you should be doing this or, you know, whatever feeds into that. Like when I was a YouTuber and people would say the number one thing is consistency. So you had to make sure that your episode was out on the same day at the same time. And people weren't doing that because that's how they felt about it. They were doing just because, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's the kind of stuff I'm referring to. Well, the May book for the book club is a book called find your why by Simon Sinek. I picked it because his previous book start with why was one of the most important books that I've read in the last 10 years and probably in my life. And I think you should just go read the book, but to give you a very, very brief, brief understanding, the why is the principle by which we live our lives, or the principle that by which we should be living our lives, and it's different for every person. Every one of us has a different purpose, but the why isn't something that we necessarily choose. It's something that already exists. It's something that's been developing in us our whole life. And in this book, Find Your Why, he talks about ways to discover that, and one of those ways is to look back on things like stories that you tell over and over again, memories that you value, things that you continually invest time and and care into, things that get you passionate, and to just look at all of those things, and then to kind of look for a common thread. And with that common thread, you'll start to develop themes, and from those themes you can figure out what your why is now you see i i thought i knew what my why was i thought my why was to inspire people to create and that's not it <laughs> that's what i discovered that's not it it's not that that's something that i don't still believe in and have faith in but it's actually a smaller piece of my why it's a how it's a symptom. It's a way. It's a method of something bigger. There's a story that I tell over and over again that I'm sure a lot of my friends have heard many times. Some of you may even have heard it a few times. When I was in high school, it was English class, and we had just finished reading Catcher in the Rye. And the teacher had written on the board, on the left side, he had written the name Sonny, which is the teenage prostitute in the story. And on the right side, he'd written Phoebe, which is Holden Caulfield's little sister. And he said, what connects these two? What connects them? And of course, being teenagers, we had no clue because we probably weren't even paying attention when we were reading the book. And I think somebody must have said something along the lines of maybe nothing. Maybe there's nothing the two of them have in common. And he didn't say anything. I don't remember him saying anything. I just remember him turning to the board. Now you remember I told you he had Phoebe on the right-hand side. Next to that, closer to Sonny, he wrote Phoebus. And then next to Phoebus, closer to Sonny, he wrote Phoebus Apollo. And then next to Phoebus Apollo, closer to Sonny again, he wrote Apollo. And then next to Apollo Apollo. Right between Apollo and Sonny, he wrote, God of the sun. And now if you read it from right to left, it said, Phoebe, Phoebus, Phoebus, Apollo, Apollo, God of the sun, Sonny. And I remember this feeling. It just, complete amazement. Like somebody had peeled off the wallpaper, and underneath there were skeletons. Like somebody wiped something off and underneath there was a code, a blueprint. This book had a book inside of it. And that's when I first learned about symbolism. My thought for years that it, for me it was about literature. And I still love literature. I still love reading books. And I love words and I love symbolism and I love all of that. But that was a how. Again. And for a while, I thought that I wanted to be a teacher, but that was a how. And I thought this podcast was about inspiring people to create, but that's just another how. My why, my why is that feeling when he revealed that magic, that secret. My why is about living in that amazement about asking questions and solving puzzles and doing all of these other hows and things that I love, solving mysteries. It's about living in the amazement that comes from those things. And it's about showing that to other people and helping them find that in themselves. That's what All We Fool is about. Finding, forgive me if you have any connotations to this word, but finding the sacred in the questions, finding the holy in the fool. I want to live inside of those questions, like I do with the question episodes. I live inside those episodes. And once I started to really understand that, I started to see all of the ways that I've been foolish, all the ways that I've been wrong, all the assumptions that I've made that were working against me and against my why. You know, this show, it's not about the answers. It's not about finding a definitive answer. It's about the questions themselves, and it's about the journey. It's about all of the things that we find in the process of asking questions and hearing what other people have to say. When I was younger, before high school, even then I was into books. Books. But I used to read books very differently. And what I mean is I didn't used to finish books. Books weren't these complete things to me. They weren't something that I felt I needed to go from the beginning to the end. Books were like grab bags. You know, I was like an eagle in the sky suddenly diving down and grabbing a rodent out of the grass. I would open books and I would flip through And I would find something, I would always find some nugget, whatever sparked something in me, whatever made me feel that amazement, I would find that and then I would close the book and maybe I'd jump to another book and do the same. I did this with encyclopedias, I did it with anything and I'd be collecting all of these amazing ideas. I'd be cultivating magic inside of myself and that's really what I think this show is. I tried to articulate this in the words, and this is what I came up with for Holy Fool. Holy Fool is about getting lost in the magic that bubbles underneath the skin of everything. And part of that means letting go of this belief in being right. Letting go of this belief in having to be right, or having to find quote-unquote, the answer, letting go of absolutes. I don't want to go into an interview with some extraordinary person thinking I know the answer. I want to get lost in the conversation. I want to hear what they have to say. I want to wonder what it could mean. I want to feel what it's like to have a belief or a thought that's different than mine, because it makes me stronger. It makes my why stronger. You know, one of the ways that I've been living with assumptions So you have these principles that I think are pure, but if you really examine them, they start to fall apart. (laughs) And one of those things was Facebook, my my thoughts on Facebook. I, I deleted my Facebook two years ago because it just, I don't believe in the company. I don't believe in what they believe about privacy We don't share a why, so I don't have faith in them. But as a consequence of leaving Facebook, I lost touch with a lot of people. I lost uh, the ability to get invites to a lot of things. And in a lot of ways, I've become very, very isolated from the people that I care about. And it's not because they're doing anything wrong. And it's not because of Facebook or me not being on Facebook. It's actually something... That I completely missed. It was another way that I was being a fool. I had my feelings about Facebook. And I put those feelings, that principle, above my relationships. And I began to dictate the terms of my relationships. I don't like Facebook. Therefore, if you want to get in touch with me or you want to communicate with me, you have to do it outside of Facebook. That's not how you build relationships with people. Some things just are. And you don't have to worry about understanding the reason for it. Some people like being on Facebook. A lot of people like being on Facebook. A lot of people I care about like being on Facebook. And if they mean something to me, if they mean something to me more, And that principle, that idea of how I feel about Facebook, then I need to be on Facebook. And so I am. I tried it once before, a couple months ago. Facebook kicked me off in 24 hours. Because all I did was go on and hide all of my privacy settings and then create a business page. I didn't add any friends or anything. Yeah, I probably look like a spammer. But this time, I have the purpose This time, I want to be involved in these people's lives. And if they are sharing pictures, so many of these people are sharing pictures of their kids. I'm not going to see their kids because they live far away or I don't see them very often. Facebook's a way for me to do that. And I was missing out on that. I was being a fool. So eventually after I let my personal account mature long enough that they understand that I am not a spammer and that I'm actually there to communicate with people, I'm going to make a Facebook page for Holy Fool. Because the other thing that I had to reevaluate was the book club. And as much as I wanted to make a medium work for the book club, it's not going to. It's not convenient for you guys. So I was, again, dictating terms of a relationship I don't want to do that. So even though I have yet to figure out what the difference between a Facebook community and a Facebook group are, I'm going to try to figure that out and see which one's the best, and then I will make that, and then that's where the book club will live. Because most of you are on Facebook, and it's easy for you. You already have the app. I guess in some way that's another byproduct, isn't it? Another thing that I've been reevaluating is, my quote-unquote principle about advertising. That advertising is evil. (laughs) Okay, maybe I never said that. But that it made things impure. That it messed with the motivation of things. That's wrong in two ways. Number one, I was assuming that all of you felt the same way. That when you heard advertisement that this show would mean less to you. But nobody ever said that to me. And I was also underestimating myself. (laughs) that somehow I would become slave to advertisers and change the format of this show. That don't ever happen. So I've been thinking about maybe bringing some advertisers in so that I can start to make this into a business, not because it's about money, but because then I can spend more time on this and I can live in my why more and have to spend less time working for clients to pay my bills and, do all the things that necessitate being alive and in reality the one advertiser I had before was audible and yes there are a lot of things that I can say about Amazon that maybe I don't agree with but at the same time I am still an Amazon Prime member I order things at least once a month and I'm an audible member I buy Kindle books all the time obviously whatever my principle is about them I don't really care enough not to give them my money so what's wrong with advertising audiobooks? Considering especially that I listen to them all the time. In fact, I listened to Find Your Why. I didn't read it. So that's that's just another way I'm reevaluating. And this is this episode is just about me opening it up and sharing with you guys and being vulnerable about my process. Because hopefully in some way that vulnerability is something that we can we can share. And that it'll make both of us stronger. And in making these episodes on time, a funny thing happened. I started to see that most of the conversations I was having weren't really about creativity. In fact, they ended up being about things like mindset and productivity and kids and life. The more I dug into this episode, the more those lines disappeared. And I realized that this show is something I can't pigeonhole. Because all of those things are all connected. And I know I've said this many, many times, that creativity is not just about art. That we all have creative minds. That we all use our minds in creative ways. But I haven't really been living that. Because I have still been focusing on that idea in the subject matter. So let's remove those boundaries. Let's make this show about creating magic in whatever way that is, whether it is talking about mental health or talking about meditation or still talking about creativity. You know, there's the term self-help, which sometimes is said as self-improvement, and both are kind of Bloated terms, you know, self-help insinuates that there's something wrong. Self-improvement kind of makes it sound like you went to Lowe's and you're going to come home and drill in a new part. I like to call it self-investment, investing in ourselves and investing in the amazing things around us and the amazing people around us. So I want to move forward and find ways for us all to do that better. But your questions, your questions are still the center point of this show. The only difference is now you don't have to limit them to just questions about creativity. Whether you want to use Instagram, Twitter, soon to be Facebook, Medium, email, or the Anchor app, send your questions. Send over some questions that we can, that we can live in, that we can play with. And let's see, let's play around and see what happens. Let's not define things before they happen. Let's discover them together. So, there are a few other things that I want to mention before I leave this episode. First of all, if you are one of the people who search for this show using the term random badassery and you're not subscribed, you might want to subscribe because right now, even though I have the show listed as Holy Fool with random badassery in parentheses, it's not going to stay that way for very long. So when you search for a Random Badassery, you won't find us anymore. Also, if you were following me on Instagram and Twitter, you're still following me. You're just going to see me coming up as Holy Holy Fool. has two holies because, well, Holy Fool was taken by a guy named Dan. And another thing, our theme song. It says, this is Random Badassery. When Cruels and I worked on that song. Basically, he asked me to send him clips of guitar. I recorded guitar clips. And then he asked me to howl like a wolf. I howled like a wolf. I sent those over to him. He made the song. It's it's an amazing song. He sent it back to me. I decided I wanted to say, this is random badassery over it. I recorded myself. I pitched it down. I put it on there. I saved it. And then I deleted everything except for the version with me saying that. So I can't remove that. Now Krulz is looking through old hard drives to see if he has the version without me saying that if he finds it, then I'll change it. And if he doesn't, then maybe we'll just keep it. We'll just keep it as an artifact of the past, a reminder of where we began and a reminder that we don't always know where we're going. But what I would also like to do is I'd like to open up an opportunity for you guys If you are musically inclined and you would like to do a cover or a remix of the theme song, send it to me and we will use it as the theme for one episode. I think it could be a really fun thing for us to hear the different ways that people can interpret that song. And if you need to hear the full version or you need a full version to work on cutting it up or doing whatever you're going to do. Let me know, and I will send you the full version in the MP3. Holy Fool is about learning. Holy Fool is about not knowing. It's as simple as that. It's about finding amazement by being open to it, by not being closed off. And if Holy Fool is a spear, And the tip of that spear is this show. Simon Sinek says, for businesses to do business with people who share their why, who believe what they believe, and that principle applies to everything in life, not to close people off because they don't believe what you believe, but because when you work with people who believe what you believe, you become greater because you're together, aligned on a similar purpose. It's not about closing people off. It's about opening yourself to others. So if you believe in the Holy Fool mission, if you believe that everything around us is full of amazement, that everyone around us has something that we can learn, if you want to get lost, as I said earlier, in the magic that bubbles under the skin of everything, then please go to our Patreon page. I've had a Patreon account for a long time, but I never mention it. And that's because, once again, I'm an assumption and a belief that I've been holding to be true. That might not be. That you will think something about this show, that somehow that will diminish this show. And that's just silly. (laughs) That's just foolish. Now the seconds are counting down till this episode hits zero. And then when that happens, it's time for you to put down your phone and go live in the amazing things around you. Go explore.